What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario, episode 66, and we are the Nintendo Podcast, a part of the 8-Bit Collective. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is Bryce DeWitt. Hello. Hello. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about Skybound taking over uh, from Walking Dead season from the Walking what? Dead season 4. Season 4, yeah. I was, I was just thinking 3, but now season Twid 4. Season 3's already got its way out, so that's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just not called Season 3, just like the last one isn't called Season 4. Yeah. And uh, a new Switch model inbound for next year, and our Mario Party, or Super Mario Party impressions. Yeah, we played an hour. But first, Bryce, I haven't seen you for a week, mate. How you been? Yeah, started a new job this week, so sort of picking up on the ropes on that, and mm. you know, just monetarily and mentally preparing for packs. Yep, doing all that stuff because I've got to go away this week. So uh, that's after I get back. I think it's ten days, and then we're we're headed off to Melbourne again. When you go back, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to mentally prepare for packs? What's what's all that about? No, I'm just it's been a long time since I've been in inside Melbourne. Mm. So it's going to be a bit of a bit of an experience for me it's been a very long time yeah the country bumpkin going to big old melbourne uh yeah i'm not, not the biggest fan of melbourne but oh that's 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 my hot take on that yeah. <laughs> obviously doesn't need to be any more than that and video game wise you've been playing a bit of dragon ball z fighter still yes um so that's the thing i've been playing this week uh obviously we talked about it earlier on in the week um I finished it today. I finished uh, the three story arcs and got all that over and done with. Um, for me, picking it up as a fighting game wasn't too hard. I sort of, I sort of got myself in a rhythm where I was like constantly learning and like what combos I should be trying to string. Um, I've got to do more before I even bother going into competitive or anything like that. Uh, but uh, overall, like I've, I've had a good, uh, you know, twenty hours into it and beaten all the story and all that and unlocked most of the characters actually there's a special event on at the moment that um i think it was like the same thing happened with playstation and xbox and pc releases as well i think where if you earn up to five if you earn uh, 300,000 zenny and 500,000 zenny you would respectively get uh super saiyan blue goku and vegeta mm. um so i managed to crack out all 500,000 zenny as well so I've got the two unlockable characters that are in the game. The only thing I've got left is DLC characters. And I think there's only one more of them yet to come, but the rest of them are out on the eShop. So if I ever decide to like dip into it further, I can go ahead and buy the season pass or whatever. But uh, overall, um, the Switch port is a really good port. It's pretty much one-to-one. Um, I, since then, I've also put my hands on the PC version a little bit as well. Um did you buy that as well, or no? No, I didn't buy it. No, um, Steam Share. Oh yeah, yeah. Steam Share, best way to do it, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess one to one, except you've got handheld. I've actually been using the Joy Cons for most of it. As as crappy as we make out that D pad to be, it's almost perfect for that game. Is it really? Yeah, hmm. yeah. I would. Uh, it could just be the um, the launch model D pad on the Pro controller, but it's not. It's not fantastic. Um, no, no, and individual button presses, uh, especially since I've got a really big thumb, I can layer two buttons at the same time with just the one thumb. It's not bad at all. 
I don't have to like tilt the D-pad hole in one direction to hit two buttons. Yeah. Um, so I, it's been comfortable for me to just use the Joy-Cons. I played the entire thing except for maybe an hour in handheld. Um, uh, I really want to get into the online portion, but I haven't bought Switch Online yet. Mm. For obvious reasons. Yeah, I, I've actually um, gone and got the family pass. So I'm yet, you actually have? Yeah, I'm waiting for the email for the codes. Cool. That's why I haven't said anything yet. But okay, okay. All good. So all right. you, you'll get one when... When the codes come in. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right, yeah, I'm looking forward to that then. I'll um, I'll uh, have to split that bill with you when I can. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the rest of the codes we'll, we'll give out in the Discord or whatever we, we decide to do with it, and I'm sure you'll hear about it at a later date. Best way to... Yeah. Jamie's already snagged one. He sent me a message. Oh, <laughs> oh cheeky lad. Um. So just keep that in mind. If you haven't gone and bought the online service already, we'll be giving away some passes in the Discord as a thank you um, to the listeners. So if you're not in the Discord, you should join the Discord and you know jump in. Um, I'm not sure if it's relegated by region. That's the only. Um, mm, yeah, I'm not sure either. But yeah, probably the best way if you're after a, to be a part of our family plan, just either jump into the <clears throat> Discord, which is in the show notes, or yeah, go on Twitter and just. Direct message me. Actually, it's probably just, an easier way as well. Just while we're speaking of the online service, actually, um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, confused how it works. Have you tried to go online with Splatoon or anything without it? Yeah, I did. What um, happens on it just, Splatoon? It, it just comes up with a message saying that you need the online, really, online pass, and that this is where you can go and buy it. See, I didn't have yeah. that problem at all with Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I, I, I can, I can access literally everything, but when I try to find a match, I just can't find one. Oh really? Yeah, so I guess it just doesn't give me the error message. Yeah, it comes up with like a yeah, notice. I tried I tried to do um the Dark Souls beta. Yeah. I don't know if it was still going or not, but it was still on my Switch. I never got around to it, so I went into it and it came up with that message just trying to go into the servers for the Dark Souls beta. Oh, okay. Yeah, well I'm not sure then. I'm not too sure. Um could be a connection issue then. It's really hard to tell without actually having the service. Mm. Um, because I can view replays and everything. I can I can view like top player replays and stuff like that, and they're really interesting to watch. Actually, it's a good way to learn. Um, so I'm not 100 percent sure. I guess I can see everybody in an online lobby. Can you still see people in Splatoon in the online lobby? Uh, without it, do you remember? Um, do you mean just like in the? Yeah, like yeah, you can still see people, oh, okay. their messages and that. Yeah, then okay, then maybe it maybe it is locked behind it and it just doesn't have the error message inside the actual. It's, until, it's probably until you actually try and like play an actual. Oh, match. I did, I did, um, but it searched for a match and I couldn't find anyone, so I don't know whether it just because <laughs> everyone's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there has been a couple of times in Mario Kart where it just couldn't find people in Splatoon Two as well when it couldn't just find people. Right. I don't know if that's because my time of like time of the day I was playing, which okay. was yesterday on the weekend, um, shouldn't have been a problem. But I don't know if this is like I don't know how much of a drop off Nintendo's seen with people on their servers because of this. Yeah, see, I'm curious about that myself. Like, I see people running around in Dragon Ball Fighter Z because obviously you saw it. There's a lobby system. Yeah, yeah. So when you're in that online lobby, it's the same thing as Splatoon. People pop up, except they can actively move around. And they yeah, can... I played the beta for it. Yeah, they chat with around each other and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So you know how that works. Like that, that works. It works exactly the same. Still, it's just when I queue up for a match, like 
I've had it queued for like 15 minutes at a time and can't find anyone and I'm not sure whether that's a restriction of the online service stopping me from doing that or mm. um yeah I I honestly don't know uh whether whether it was an afterthought thing where they're kind of just like, well, we were supposed to add this in, but we're shipping the game now mm. because it's coming out so late. Um, I guess. I don't know. Um, I suppose when you send me off that code, I'll be able to try and figure it out, but that's all I can do until then uh, is run around and spare me modes. <laughs> um, otherwise, I'll probably just be practicing. Uh, overall, probably um, give it an... Uh, 8 out of 10. It's a really solid fighting game. Um, really easy to get into. Um, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, I think it's a pretty obvious pickup. So what did you think of the story in the end? The story? Uh, was the, it just was it serviceable or do you really enjoy it? Well, I mean, it's it's an offshoot done by Toriyama and because Toriyama's in, like, ahead in it, um, it's pretty much canon. That's what most Dragon Ball fans define as canon. So he didn't have a hand in making GT, GT, uh, GT was a complete cash off and he yeah. doesn't treat it as canon, which it, it no longer is because, you know, it, it doesn't fit in a timeline sense thanks to uh, Dragon Ball Super. Um, I think, uh, I think the story was pretty all right. Um, the three arcs is just three different viewpoints. So you've got the hero's viewpoint, the villain's viewpoint, and the androids viewpoint um it mixes up the story a little depending which route you go because the start changes mm. instead of your soul being linked to goku your soul gets linked to freezer or your soul gets linked to android 18 yeah um and then that's where it goes from there uh overall it's it's a really short and really shallow story but like uh I, w- I was a real big fan of the Android Saga in uh, Dragon Ball Z. Um, 18, 17, doing their thing, Future Trunks coming down and, you know, warning Goku, Goku having his heart attack, and then that moves into the Cell Saga. And um, Because I'm a fan of that and, and the androids and the androids in general, I quite enjoyed it myself. I'm not sure if it's for everyone if you're looking for a whole new slice of Dragon Ball content, but it's... Because, like, the the game is made by Arc System. So, if you know anything about Arc System, BlazBlue, uh, even more recently, BlazBlue Crosstag, uh, they're really solid fighting games and they know how to do it correctly. They've got their replay system down pat. You can uh, view replays and people can place stickers on the timeline sort of thing to, like, interact with it. Mm. Um, you can hit a button and it shows you the exact things those players are doing at the time. Um on their control sticks and buttons. Okay. So, it's like real-time tracking. That's cool. So, you get to learn like a couple of neat combos if you watch it correctly and stuff, which is really cool. Um, And yeah, overall, uh, the only thing I haven't done, I guess, is probably just the combo challenges and the hard modes of the arcade. Um, But other than that, yeah, I've, I've... I've ploughed through it. I'm ready to sort of put my hand in competitive fighting, and I'm, okay. I'm I'm excited. Bryce to. is putting his hand in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. Because the difference between Blaz Blue and something like Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Cross Tag, which I I treat them as completely separate entities, even if Cross Tag has the Blaz Blue name on it. Hmm. Blaz Blue is a lot more complicated. Um, 
it's there's a lot more micromanagement, a lot more stick stick tuning and stuff like that. It it's a fighter that kind of requires a pad. Um, but I don't feel that way about Dragon Ball Fighter Z, nor do I feel that way about Cross Tag. The controls are a lot more simplified, and it's more about how you manage the moves rather than execute them. Hmm. If that makes sense, like you've yeah. got to you've got to juggle a lot more often and stuff like that. And um, switching is pretty important. Using your supers at the right time, knowing what every character's super does. It's yeah, it's it's pretty important. Um, it's pretty well popularly played there's actually a tournament uh going on in australia for the oceania region grand pro uh, it's sponsored by bandai you're gonna enter huh you're gonna enter oh fuck no no <laughs> i will i will never beat some of those people that have watched on replays but the- not, not with that attitude come on well <laughs> shut up <laughs> but like i think i think the tournament's held in melbourne or something like that and the grand prize is five thousand dollars for oh nice yeah good good couple rounds of dragon ball fighter z so you know, um, I hope I hope that the game keeps servicing the way it does because it's honestly a really good fighting game. Um, it's not like Smash Bros, where annually we're just super hyped up. It's one of those things that will probably only ever come around once. Mm. And I, I really enjoy the game, and having it portably is so great. I can just go anywhere with it. So yeah, eight out of ten. Switch ports on par with everything else, and yeah, overall just no, good. Good game. Yeah, good game. Um, I've been since I've renewed my subscription. I've I've been playing some NES games, uh, mainly Mario Bros. Three. I was playing through this oh on boy. the weekend. Um, like on, on Saturday, I was tired. I wasn't really in the mood for something big, you know, something big on the PlayStation or really starting anything on Switch. Like a new, I've got plenty of games I need to get to on Switch, but yeah. I just couldn't be you know, bothered for lack of a better word. Yep. So I went to Mario Bros. 3 and I just started playing that just because it's comfort food. Yeah, exactly. Like, familiar yeah. with it. Yeah, I, it's Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think I got to World 4. No, not 4. 6 or something? 6, okay. Yeah. Yep. Like, I wasn't doing any shortcuts or anything. I just wanted to go through each world slowly. Yeah, and yeah fair enough. You didn't, going on didn't and... take the win 5 and go to World 7 immediately? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, Drew? No, it's, it's just such, like, I don't have to say too much about this game, but such a good game. I love it so much. It's just so... Oh, Mario Bros. 6 is great. Yeah, um, I'll, so I'll never understand how some people place it over World, though. Mm. I, I I much prefer World to 3. could just be me. I think I think World's got, like, a hell of a lot of charm and, you know, access to Yoshi and all that. And Star World was, like, blew my mind when I was younger and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. didn't didn't me, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um you know I, I, it was just a mind thought there I guess I just every time I hear about Mario Bros 3 like I, I can't say that Mario, Bro, Mario Bros 3 is a bad game or anything like it's definitely an amazing game well Mario World is definitely an evolution of Mario Bros 3 yeah absolutely yeah I think some people just uh, might prefer the simplicity or it, maybe just the way Mario Bros 3 handles overworld maybe maybe because Mario, Mario, um, Mario World's a fair bit not floatier but it's you know it does feel different it, yeah, it definitely is different, but I yeah. just, I, I maybe, you know, the haunted houses and stuff like that that they added in, I know that haunted houses can be a pain in the ass sometimes or whatever. Then you've got Star Worlds and um, there's a there's the optional coupling, um, mm. you know, I just think there's a lot of charm to that game in general, um, except for the fact that they, they, what was it, last year they figured out that glitch that you could beat Mario World and I think it was like 46 seconds. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 26 seconds. Yep. Requires one execution of a glitch on the first level. 
See, all these like... And it's so very specific, you, I wouldn't bother trying it. <laughs> <laughs> all the speed runs, it's like, how the hell do you finish that quick? And you see, like, oh, there you go. Well, it's just like, I think the glitch is like something along the lines of you have to hatch Yoshi, affix the camera a certain direction, jump on Yoshi, run, pick up fruit, pick up a fruit, swallow, uh, grab, a, grab a red Cooper, fire a fireball so it kills something at a very specific time eat the coin at a very specific time and then it rolls the credits mm. just out of nowhere the screen just goes black and then it rolls the credits it's really weird <laughs> it's really strange mm. yeah like I I played World before I played Mario Bros 3 as well yeah so I don't know see I, th- I played 3 before I played World so I'm in the opposite direction and I think World was just a better game yeah 3 is no. definitely a great game 3 um, 3 uh had had basically a movie made about the damn thing, mm. which was uh, the wizard. If you've ever seen the wizard, I haven't actually seen it. I do want to watch it though. It's interesting. It's just yeah. about. Uh, I, I think the kid is autistic or something. Go and but... pirate bay it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I don't know if I could go that far. I don't think anybody'd be seeding that movie anymore. But it's about um, two kids. Well, three kids in an orphanage, and one of them is young, and I think he's autistic, but he's really good at uh, mm. original Mario Bros. games. Just a big ad for Mario 3. Yeah, it, it yeah. pretty much is. Yeah, they go to a convention and there's a Mario 3 competition and this autistic kid goes up against two other players and he kicks their asses. So, mm. it's really it's a really cool movie, actually. It was sort of like a... I loved it as a kid simply because of the aesthetic. It was just like, ooh. Yeah. Playing video games competitively. And... Yeah, I just heard about it. I haven't actually watched yeah. it. I would like to watch it. It does no, seem it pretty cool. Movie. For sure, an episode. I wish you'd sit down and watch it. You have to do an episode. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. Talking about it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, that, that, that movie used to be on TV. Mm. Like, that's how... Yeah, never saw it on TV. Yeah, yeah. it's really strange. Was it on I... TV here in Australia? Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. I guess, I guess you wouldn't know if it was on TV in America. So. <laughs> well, no, yeah. yeah. Whoever, yeah. No, it um, sh- would show up on TV from time to time. I think uh, maybe two years in a row or something like that when I went to my grandparents over near Port Lincoln um, it showed up on TV twice and I watched it there and I also watched it on video okay yeah so yeah yeah mm. no I, I really like that movie it's it's very basic but mm. good movie yeah yeah just back to these NES games I, I am really enjoying uh, sort of this app which is just full of games you can really easily jump between mm-hmm. I, it, every every time I load it up, though, I just wish there were Super Nintendo games there, oh, just sixty four games there, and like a, a bit a bit more than just what there is. But it's a, well, I'd like it, it. It did take me by surprise, though, how much I actually enjoy having the NES games. Just oh, it's handy easily them, jumping in between them both, and yeah, getting to play some more multiplayer view too eventually. Yeah, true. Yeah, actually, um, while we're on the while we're on the final subject of. Uh, playing things this week there was one more thing I did what'd you do I uh, I did some digging because the, earlier this year a <laughs> Ocarina of Time randomizer came out okay so like the very popular Link to the Past randomizer it randomizes where every single item that you could possibly have on Link is in the game um, the op- like the randomizer has a bunch of options or whatever um, so I gave it a crack Hmm. And uh, some hilarity ensues. Uh, I tried a couple seeds, and I actually played one last night. Uh, the first one I played was three hours, and I got a bow in the first chest I opened. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, 
on the other side of that, there's also the bad seeds. Last night, I was around at a friend's house, and I was like, got to try this randomizer. It's fun, you know. I was trying to give off a good vibe about it. I think he's playing it today, so it's so that's uh, you know shows that this wasn't a completely bad experience. But what we did is we sat down. We had three people there. We decided three numbers each and put them in a particular order. I was just like, I called out one number, and we went on until we had nine numbers. Um, and we got the worst seed imaginable. It was awful. I think just about every chest we opened was either a piece of heart or a rupee. Mm. It took us ages to find. I think we got a slingshot early on. And this sounds was... like it could be just break that easily. Oh no 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 no! It's actually really the randomizer is really damn good actually. So, um, one of the options in there, for example, is you can open up the door of time. So you don't need to go collect the spiritual stones, but you might still have to go back to those dungeons yeah. for something. So basically what happens is that you can split it up if you want so that only the child items are randomized and the adult ones are randomized, or you can blow that door of time open and randomize everything across both timelines. <laughs> Jesus. So you can find a slingshot in the middle of the spirit temple or something like that. And I like doing it that way because it means that I can go to Adult Link and then mess around with things as Adult Link as well as yeah. go back if I find something useful in Adult Link. It's true random, which is mm. really fun. But um, it's, it makes sure that you are able to beat the game without glitches unless you allow it to. Mm. So if you're like... it, There's an option there that says... Um, something along the lines of ensures that you can beat the game but does not ensure the items are within reach <laughs> so that means generally that um if if the randomizer know that there's knows that there's a glitch spot and you can get up there using glitches then it, it will put an item in that chest so if you know your way around ocarina of time really well you know how to do the super slide the um the bomb jumps all that stuff you can randomize it so you can do that. Um, or you could just be a basic bitch like me and turn that off because I'm not... <laughs> I love Ocarina of Time and play it so many times, but I'm not that in tune with the glitches. Um, but it's definitely a really weird way to experience a Zelda game. Just imagine like um, a Link Between Worlds, but instead of renting from Ravio, those items were just in random places. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely I, really yeah. cool. I really like doing like the Pokemon randomizers. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. playing these games, you've played a million times and you're really familiar with, but putting like a random twist on all, I think it's really fun. It is, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like with Pokemon, you can make Pokemon have different like random moves, like random abilities, like just random everything. Mm-hmm. And you can make it random to the point where the sprite doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah, might exactly. you might a Pikachu might come up, but you might it might be a fire type with surf and <laughs> no, whatever like you just it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference what the actual Pokemon is no yeah exactly so I, li- I like like ch- like turning it back a little bit so you know the Pokemon is still what it is meant to be but it's just a bit different mm-hmm. just changing its ability and maybe different attacks or something but yeah no it sounds pretty cool I've never heard of um a randomizer for for a Zelda game yeah well the first one was linked to li- uh, Link to the Past so does, um, it, does it work better for a Link to the Past do you reckon or uh 
probably the world's more suited for it. Yeah. But I would like to say that there was a Majora's Mask randomizer before there was a proper Ocarina of Time one. Oh, and that would be hell. Yeah. I'm never doing that. No. I'm never doing a Majora's Mask randomizer. Um, but I don't know if you've ever heard, while we're on the subject though, um, that there's a dual ROM randomizer. Dual ROM, that. What's this? Super Metroid and Link to the Past stick them together in one ROM, right? And you randomize the items and you might find some Zelda items in Super Metroid. The hell? And you pick them up in there <laughs> and then they go to Link to the Past and then you can switch back to Link to the Past and keep progressing. Or you might find Super Metroid items in Link to the Past and you can go back to Super Metroid with a press of like two buttons to like simultaneously to switch the games. That is a thing. The hell? That is a thing. So you can find you you could be just like trolling around in in uh, Super Metroid, and you're like, oh hey look, there's the bow. This is the icon of the Link to the Past bow. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so those it it just shows like they the engine they they used for the Super Nintendo games must have been like much similarly enough that something like that could could come into play. Yeah, oh, especially for the, yeah, the blending them together mm. like that, yeah. It's really interesting to watch, actually. Um, I've mentioned The Completionist a couple of times uh, on this show. Uh, he has a gameplay channel with his friend Alex uh, called Super Beard Bros. Mm. They did it on there. Okay, yep. So, that was a really interesting watch. Just watch it. I only watched the first two or three episodes because at the time... I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but at that at the time, that's all they had. But it was super interesting to watch, actually. <laughs> Just watching them jump between two completely different games with the press of a button. And I actually think they got a custom... I think they might have got a custom ROM cart for it. So they're actually playing it on a Super Nintendo. I could be wrong. but mm. Sounds um, pretty hard to actually pull off on an actual Super Nintendo, but... Well, it depends. If you're using uh, Retron or something like that, it wouldn't be too hard. Mm. Um, like just messing with the Ocarina of Time ROM in general that I've had to get the randomizer working it's taught me a lot about how those games work um, like you can completely unpack you have to completely unpack Legend of Ze- the Legend of Zelda ROM basically I mean the thing does it for you but it completely unpacks it and then you've got to recompress it to get it working again mm. so what it does is it unpacks it mix ar- mixes around all the code <laughs> And then you can recompress it again so it just smacks back into like a malleable form that you can just sort of play on a mm. on a um, emulator. Have you given this a go? Which one? Uh, like the, the, the Link to the Past. Yeah, the Link to the Past and not. the Super Metroid. I have not. I want to try it though. You should give it a try, yeah. Sounds- I, I want to give it a try. I want to give it a try. But I actually want to complete a run of Zelda first before I get around to doing any more randomizers. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, I... I uh, we got pretty far on the one that we had last night, even though the start was awfully shit. Um, but I managed to get the two most important songs in the game and bomb choose. Uh, I also beat Goma. So I was on a set path to being like, I can get into a lot of places now and I can just open chests and hopefully get something good out of it. But um, it froze. So rest in peace that run <laughs> I was just like oh well I saved that but is it was the before. worst I was like it saved but it was before Goma and I, I can't be bothered doing Goma again so I gave up we were at it for about three hours mm-hmm. it was really <laughs> interesting though no it's really interesting it's just like in Ocarina of Time there's you, you walk out of Link's house and 
with the randomizer, it cuts out all the cutscenes and stuff because the game reacts weird when it gives you an item you're not supposed to have in a cutscene. In a cutscene, yeah. Um, so it removes all the cutscenes and it just gives you the item or whatever. So you get like some hilarious things, like where you walk out the first tunnel after the Deku tree and Sari is there and she's like, oh, "I want to give you my ocarina," but like instead of having that cutscene there because that cutscene's no longer there, all you get is Link runs across a bridge and you get an ocarina. <laughs> just like bye bitch thanks for the ocarina thanks bye <laughs> um so uh there there's a house with four chests in Kakariko village you jump out there you go straight to that house and those four ch- four chests could either be amazing or your absolute downfall my worst experience with it so far was getting I, I hit one chest got a blue rupee hit another chest hook shot yeah hook shot that's great right you think great that's that's awesome and then you know where to use it though well that's it yeah that's the thing about it and then i went over to the next chest and it gave me the long shot oh i was just like (laughs) so why did you bother giving me the hook shot if the long shot was right next to it and then i opened the other chest and i got frozen by a freezy chest Uh so i was like oh okay well i guess i've only got the long shot so yeah and then i moved forward a little bit with that rom um got to Dodongo's Cavern had bomb choose the bow and arrow at some point. Yeah, I, I never ended up finishing that seed because I was just like, you know what, this is great, but uh, I need to go get ready for work tomorrow and all that stuff. And I wasn't going to save it and come back to it. I feel like it's the thing with randomizers. I feel like it's one thing where you've got to dedicate a little bit of time to sit down and just do a run. Yeah, because otherwise you forget where you've been. So you're you're just treating it like I'm treating dead cells, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Just well, do it like a random run, see how far you get. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's it. Well, because yeah. if if you if you save and you move on, you're gonna forget where you've been, and you're gonna be backtracking a lot to see where you've been. Not a lot of point. Mm. Whereas in a normal run of Ocarina of Time, you know what dungeons you've beaten, you know what items you've collected from collected from those dungeons, so there's no reason to go back to them. All that stuff, you know. So, uh, I'll probably sit down and have a good run of one when I can, if I can find decent enough seed that's not going to screw me over in the first. Yeah. I do like the sound of this for like a, like obviously not exactly like this, but sort of implement like a random element in the next like maybe two D Zelda game, similar to what Link Between Worlds did. I really liked it how you can sort of choose what items and what dungeons you want to tackle in order. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a smart idea. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see something like that hop up, but I don't know how they would handle it. Mm. Um, Maybe not literally, you know, every well, chest is random and stuff like that, but... Yeah, maybe give you... Maybe maybe make it so that, like, you go to a dungeon, you open the item chest, they'll have a specific item chest or something like that in the dungeon, you'll get a random item, and then you're just like, well, I can't beat this one. So you'll move on to the next dungeon, pick up the item from that chest. If it's the chest corresponding to it, then, hmm. you know, cool or whatever. And then you just move on. I don't know um, I don't know how much randomization you could put into a Zelda game before it gets annoying. Yeah, that's right. Um, in Ocarina of Time, uh, if you know your nooks and crannies really well, it's absolutely fine. It's a really unique way to play Ocarina of Time again and just be like, hey... Uh, you know, I lost myself. Um, a unique way to be like, I want to play this game again, but I don't want to feel like I'm rushing through it because I know this game at the back of my hand for, you know, I've known it for years. 
I reckon I could go back to Ocarina of Time and I reckon I could finish it in three, four hours. I don't think it'd be way too hard. Mm. I'm no I'm no glitch aficionado or anything like that, but that game's not very long. But you are a good hacker. Hackerman Hackman, yeah. Hackerman. Um but yeah, that's that's the other thing I've been playing this week, I guess. Man, that sounds really cool. I haven't heard of those before. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, I've heard. Of, obviously, brought up the Pokemon ones, stuff like that, for Game Boy Advance games. But yeah. I, watched, I watched a whole run of a Majora's Mask one, and I, I'm telling you, so do they just do up to sixty four? Don't do uh, Wind Waker and actually, I think there, I think there is a Wind Waker randomizer now that I, yeah, now that you mentioned GameCube emulation is pretty prominent. So it is very prominent. It's yeah. like one of the most popular emulation communities. So um, because. Because those those games get broken broken right open, like yeah. they added net play to Super Smash Bros. Melee, and yeah, that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, so just thinking of it from that perspective, I actually do think there's a Wind Waker randomizer, and but the thing is, is I'd only ever heard about the Link to the Past one until the Oot one popped up recently. Um, if you're interested in doing a randomizer, there is actually a Oot randomizer Discord that gives you all the necessary things you need to start. Is that where you got yours from? Your stuff? Yes. Yeah. It gives you a really, really neat emulator that works perfectly with a randomized ROM and all that stuff and perfect because the, the typical the typical emulator, Project 64, which is what most people know for Nintendo 64 emulators, Yeah, yep. it does not like Don't those ROMs like at all. No, it yep. um, crashes half the time and does really weird things and doesn't really work. But Okay. Yeah, if you look in the right places, you can find yourself a really decent emulator. Uh, I mean, they off they they give you the uh, optimal one in the Discord. Uh, they also have um, the ROM, the Zelda ROM, the specific Zelda ROM you'll need for it. They they'll give you a link to the patch for all that stuff. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. I might give it a try one day. <laughs> you need to actually finish Ocarina of Time normally. First. Yeah, it's not that long of a Zelda game. Fucking stuck in the water temple, dude. <laughs> uh, the water temple's a piece of shit, but if you use a guide and just... Even if you've just lost yourself, just use a guide and then follow the steps of the guide and then just get yourself through that hook shot. Mm. Or use a glitch to get over to the boss door once you've got the boss key. That's also an option. <laughs> and they're not... Like, some of those aren't even hard. It's just like, hey, look, you put down a bomb and you hold shield and backflip at the right time and you backflip, backflip a really long way. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked about The Walking Dead the final season being cancelled a couple of weeks ago. Um, as of today, Skybound has come out, and this is what they've said on Twitter. Uh, we're so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with Telltale Games to allow Skyba- uh, uh, Skybound to continue The Walking Dead the final season. Let's wrap up Clem's story right. More details to come soon. Thank God for that. <laughs> Thank God for that. I don't know how Telltale were like we can't how they started a season of such something of such importance as The Walking Dead Mm. and then just now we're gonna do Minecraft story mode with the skeleton crew not gonna fulfill the people who actually paid yeah for the season so this is this is from Greg Miller this is a statement he got from uh, the uh, game studio it said hi there at New York Comic Con, Robert, uh, Robert, Robert Kirk, uh, Kirkman confirmed that Skybound has taken ownership of Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, and will finish the season. Skybound will work with the members of the original t- Telltale team to finish the story in a way that the fans deserve. So it sounds like 
the original team is coming back. It's not just them picking it up. Hopefully, this means they'll you know get their severance, get their get wages, make a living, so they can pay their rent and all that stuff. Well, I bloody well hope so. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. If, if 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 that's not the case, if they're just making the game and the workers still aren't getting anything from it, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't feel like I'll care that much. No, well, I, look, they deserve. I feel so sorry for the workers, and it pisses me off a lot. And I'm glad that companies like Ubisoft reached out to them. Mm. Just thinking of it from the perspective of like, um, you know, the, these people are now some of them are still without jobs and all that, and you know, some of that crew is probably The Walking Dead, obviously. Um, knowing that another company is going to work with them, and hopefully, they'll they'll have some sort of stability at least for the next six months. Mm. Then it gives them time to do what they need to do. Um, so I'm glad that I'm glad that they've picked it up and hopefully we'll see a good end to Clem's story yeah absolutely. I think I think it's needed <laughs> like that game like that series is gonna end but it's also gonna end correctly mm. so I don't want any uh, devising from the original plot I want them to keep the original story and hope that uh, you know Everybody gets the ending they deserve for anybody that cared about that series. Yeah. I feel like with Walking Dead Season 1, I really enjoyed it, but I fell off just through uh, Telltale's sort of... Like, with Season 3, they just made it like um, like new character. They kept introducing new characters instead of just you know sticking with Clementine. Season 2, it was acceptable. Yeah, but Season, season 3 wasn't really. Like, I didn't even play Season 2. I wasn't even interested. Well, no, because Season 2... Uh, minus spoiler alert, but season two uh, has Clem and Kenny involved. Yeah, whether you know that or not is you know obviously subjective. Kenny from South Park, if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I I still think that there's plenty of, uh, you know, it's it's not the complete original cast, but there is members there. I don't know if you've watched anything in season four, but. Um, no, there is somebody in there from season one that you you'll never know. Clementine, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and I just think that season three was such a, such a massive disconnect because the only two relatable characters were Clementine and a baby. Yeah. So, and if you don't know who that baby is, then it doesn't really matter to you. Um, which, um, I've. I don't own season two, but uh, after Telltale went blammo, I was like, well, I'm not investing money in these games ever again. So I caught up on uh, season two and watched through a playthrough of that. Um, yeah, now season two was pretty decent, but yeah. Just- it's 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 good. It's just, I, underst- I understand because I, I played the first season and I grew so attached to most of those characters. But I feel like, um, I feel like season two is setting setting it set the path for the next two games after it in quite a big way because it's in relation to AJ yeah so AJ is an important plot device halfway through to onwards because uh Clementine has to take Clementine has to take care of him um yeah the the the, the roles reversed and she's now the yeah, she's adult. Yeah, she's slowly becoming Lee in that in that respective. So, um, 
that's great and everything, but season three was introducing literally pretty much brand new like head characters. Mm. I feel like they were just trying to fill it out at that point. Yeah. And obviously now they're at the point they are like, all right, let's finish it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you could you could completely skip season three and you wouldn't see any difference really. No. Um it's such a filler season it hurts. It's really um mm. it's really not that good. Uh but season one, season two, because because it still ends with Clementine and AJ you know, it does that. That's fine in season two, but in season three, it's basically like, "Hey, I'm going to throw this ball," and it basically just does a loop the loop and hit you in the back. Mm. That's exactly what it does. Like, there's almost no importance at all to what's happening with Clementine. It just adds more to a backlog of man. I had a fucking bad day, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know. Let's just treat season four as season three. <laughs> so, if you played season two and you enjoyed season two, then play season four. Ignore season three. Season three yeah. is really. Not- I'll definitely recommend if you haven't played season one. It's on still on the eShop at the moment. It, it'll probably stay there. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to pull that down because it's no. a full product. But definitely go and get that because that is a, a that is a, like a story game. I think everyone should play. Oh, it's brilliant, really and I see. Uh, Season two of um of Batman has dropped onto the eShop as well. Yeah, and I had a big problem with the first season because they're asking sixty three dollars for it, yes, which which is ridiculous. Like they're asking they're asking thirty um dollars thirty was it thirty five or thirty three whatever it is for season four of The Walking Dead. So the brand new game. I know mm-hmm. it's only four episodes instead of five, but whatever. They're asking thirty something dollars for um not the same price for the uh, Walking Dead season one. Yep. Which is fair enough. They just they put the effort to port it to Switch and whatever, so it's gonna be it's not gonna be ten dollars like it might have been on PlayStation here and there, but don't know why they're charging so much for the Batman game. Sixty three dollars. Licensing maybe. Maybe, but it shouldn't be that expensive still, but but, but on PlayStation and that it launched at maybe forty at most, thirty something. Yeah, no, I don't know. So I don't know it, but the it's just it's over twenty dollars more on Switch. I just don't you know like okay, I like myself a decent Batman story, but I'm not sure if I give a shit about a Telltale one. Mm. Uh season one of Batman was really good. It yeah, was fine. It was, it was excellent. It was it but I don't I don't see why it's jacked up on Switch. That's not really an excuse for that. Yeah. yeah. Well my 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 garb is is that um I'm not sure Batman's story uh, without any of the additional bits completely enthralls me but that's coming from somebody that played the Arkham games the extra bits what do you mean I just no I mean like the fighting and all that shit oh, yeah, okay. you know yeah. I played the Arkham games the Arkham games were so well received until after the second one <laughs> Arkham Knight um, yeah Arkham Knight, and that's where that's where it fell off the hood because of the absolutely terrible launch. Um, it looked like to be the problem is it's like after Arkham Asylum, we saw Arkham City, and we're like, "Oh my god!" And then it come to Arkham Knight, we're like, "This looks dope!" And then it was awful. But yeah. Arkham City is a brilliant game. So, in your Batman game, you want to be beating people up and 
doing this cool stuff. It feels like it's got more impact if you're beating people up. I'm like, that's just the way it is. Mm. It's it's Batman. Telltale I, I did a really good job though, because but Telltale Telltale games because of the way they are, and it was the same with Wolf Among Us. They feel political in that regard. I don't see Batman as a political type of thing. I see him as the person that's it is, out there stopping these people. It is though because you can you can sort of decide between like handling a situation as being Batman or being being Bruce Wayne, and you're doing the like the point and click detective stuff, and like it, it was really well done. I, oh yeah, yeah. I would have absolutely no problem recommending these games to Switch owners if they had them at a half reasonable price. Right, and if, that's and that's fair, but if, that's that's what I mean in that respective as well. Is why the hell would I pay sixty two dollars? I don't. Yeah, I that. don't know why they've jacked it up so much. It really baffles me. Like at, at launch, you know. Yeah, because last year they brought out season one. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is it so expensive? Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not buying I'm, it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's year one of Switch. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of reasons in my head why it's double the price. But yeah, even last week, season two comes out to double the price as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. After seeing that, Walking Dead games are. You know, thirty-five dollars. So, don't know. Yeah, don't buy it for that much. <laughs> no, no, for for the love of God, just yeah. Especially no. with like the technical problems that those games have as well. Look, I want Tales of the Borderlands actually. Now that I think about it, on Switch. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, <laughs> they're not going to be able to now. No but... one's going to be there to port it. But no, but like, I just feel like. I just feel like I want to play that game really bad. Well, you can play it on anything else. Yeah, but... Yeah, but other things? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The Switch. <laughs> but the Switch. The Switch! The You're Switch a- is handy, mate! Look at this tablet here! You're just shaking it like, yeah. You're a PC gamer. Go and get it on there. What about your mobile? No, I don't want to play a Telltale game on my fucking computer. I don't... <laughs> they're so handy. Like, that's why they released them on goddamn mobile devices because they're not... They're not that intensive, you know? But it's also long enough, like a three-hour episode, it's also long enough that I don't want to play it on my mobile for that three hours. Yeah, well, they're not three hours. They're probably anywhere from about two hours. Two to three, depending on what you're playing. Depending on what you're playing. And depending on how you go about it. Go about it slow. It'll take you three hours. But, I don't know, the the moral of the story is just don't, don't, buying Batman for 62 bucks yeah uh, glad to hear that um, Clem's gonna get her final her final down yeah I'm looking so. forward to seeing it now yeah like, yeah for sure yeah. If, the, if the game comes out I'll I'll buy it then uh huh yeah for sure if they release the whole collection on Switch which they won't they won't maybe we'll see we'll see they'll still have to port season 2 and 3 mmm I'd, I'd argue they'll probably just skip season three. But with these guys working on season four, I I would not take it out of the rungs because they have that deal. Mm. And I feel like once they actually complete a series, which they haven't really done before, I feel no. like there has to be a collection for that type of thing. Yeah, there should be. It just depends on the situation of where they are. Because well, Telltale's obviously not you know, there to do it anymore. Depends if they got to make money back somehow to pay their debts. Yeah, so yeah. even if a different studio is handling it and they're just getting profit off of the, um, the IP itself, 
Mm. Or whatever. Well, maybe all these people will run out and get Batman for 60 bucks and they'll make it just a fistful of money. <laughs> so stupid. I'm yeah. so disappointed in that company. I was so... I was so uh, invested in them with like Wolf Among Us and stuff like that. And now I'm never going to see that again. No, you're not. I, I remember after playing season one of The Walking Dead and I said, I'm going to follow this studio. Like every every game they release, I'm going to go and play it because I loved it so much. Yeah. But then they just brought out so much stuff and so much stuff which wasn't even up to the quality I was hoping for. No. Like like Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I really like Telltale games. Looking at that game and hearing, especially hearing what other people said about it, I'm like, nah, don't even worry about it. Like just, just the way it was present, like the presentation of the game, it just wasn't up to scratch, like, like the technical prowess of it all. Mm-hmm. And the, the writing wasn't necessarily there either. I'm like, don't worry about it. Uh, Game of Thrones wasn't... I'm not Game of Thrones at all, so you couldn't have got me to buy that game. I thought Game of Thrones was all right. We, Jade played through. Uh, Jade played Game of Thrones. She actually enjoyed it. Yeah, she's a big Game of Thrones. She actually didn't finish the last episode, though. We haven't... We never finished the last one. All right. But Game of Thrones was... I know that I know that wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but I thought Game of Thrones was okay. Mm-hmm. It introduced characters that weren't there before, which was a little bit confusing. Yeah. But... Um, when they have to, though, because people are dying left and right in that series, so you can't do yeah, it too much. Well. But for the most part, I enjoyed it, I, I guess. Mm. like it, it felt like a Telltale game. It felt like a Game of Thrones story. Yeah. So, that's but, fine. Yeah, Borderlands, obviously, really good. I didn't care about Borderlands story-wise until the Telltale game. Batman, really like Batman. Yeah. Borderlands is a really yeah. fun game, though. <laughs> I want to. I want to play that. I want to play. I'd really need to play that. Actually, I'd not just. I want to. I really need to. Uh, Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. yeah. You haven't. You haven't touched it, have you? Oh. And I and I like Borderlands. I'm a big fan of it. I still haven't played the pre sequel either, but that's because most people are just saying, "Yeah, just don't worry about the pre sequel." Yeah, Australian developers should support it. It's a pre sequel. <laughs> it's pre sequel. I was interested enough in it, but it's just kind of like if if people tell you after you've played two really good Borderlands games, if people tell you that the third one's not that great, then it doesn't really lift your spirits. Mm. Just makes you want to go because it's a game where you can Borderlands Two is a game where you can progress. You know, you're always progressing as long as you're killing things and doing whatever. So I'll just play more Borderlands Two, right? Like that's the that's the downfall. Mm. The pre sequel's not any good. Then people tell you it's not any good. Then it doesn't. Same thing with the Telltale games, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, looking forward to season four. Hopefully, it's good. Hopefully, the workers get their uh, severance and a bit of money to keep living. I'm not sure they'll get their severance, but no, he's hoping. No. They're, well, they're, they're trying to, um, like, trying to sue Telltale, but tell, if, if they've got literally no money to give, there's not much they can do about it. Yeah. So... Bryce, there's rumors going around about a new Switch model coming out late next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'm like, yes, there is a new Switch coming eventually, I dare say. <laughs> whether it's next year or 2020 or whatever it is, that doesn't surprise me much at all. Um, I see some, some people were taken back by it a bit because you know they just bought their Switch and they don't want a new one coming out because... You know, it's not nice when new things come out and you've already bought, spent your money on it. Yeah. But I feel like there are a lot of problems a new model could fix for the Switch. 100%. Yeah. 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 I don't think we need to talk about it way too much, but I think it's just like 
I think because at this point it's a rumor. Yeah, it's a rumor. You know, leak culture here. Um, <laughs> I just think that uh, an XL version of the Switch would solve a hell of a lot. It would allow a well, big- li- literally a bigger Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why do you need a bigger one? It's already big enough. Well, because one, not that the screen size is a problem, but screen size is never that bad. You know, a little bit of a bigger screen. Sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. Sure. Chuck it in. It doesn't fit in your fucking pocket anyway, so... Just make it bigger. <laughs> Just make it a little bit bigger. Second of all... Is that, is, is that, a, is that a MacBook you've got in your bag nah it's just my switch <laughs> what's a hanger from your ear oh it's the clamp down macbook on my earlobe it uses an earring yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> it reads my mind and it opens up my emails automatically okay <laughs> sends emails to steve jobs anyway um so a little bit of a bigger switch obviously big screen cool all right no worries by doing that you've also got a bigger case which means more internal cooling uh, there was also a rumor floating around, and I think it was in the case of Ubi or Capcom. I can't remember which one. Capsoft. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, that they want more RAM in the Switch, which could also be a possibility. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, you know, remodel. Having a bigger Switch in general doesn't just mean a bigger screen. It means better internal management. Um you know better cooling obviously stuff like that uh and then you know if it's not fitting in your pocket then the bigger model's not going to matter anyway mm. just uh like i don't think it would be a bigger switch it depends what um it depends which way nintendo want to go whether they want to make the next model more aimed towards like younger gamers say something like the 2DS when 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 they brought that out they didn't aim they didn't try to make a that a more premium 3ds they tried to make that a something easy a, for kids to get their hands yeah on. a cheaper a cheaper model for parents to buy for kids to chuck in their backpack i don't think that's possible with this yet yeah it like it depends if like this this model we've got now whether they want to make this cheaper and this will become the cheaper model for kids and the next model will be a more premium model like it's, it's sort of hard to know but i don't think they'll make it bigger just for just for the fact that the, like the Joy Cons and that won't lock into place and be as a uh, as well suited for the sides, I think I think it will be this. I think it'll be the same size. I think it'll be the same thickness even because you can't make it thinner and have like the Joy Cons fat and the switch in the middle just thin. But I, think, I mean, I mean that's the biggest thing I guess in the end, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. fitting it together with all the peripherals. Yeah, they've got they've got to make it suit the Joy Cons and the dock still. So I think we'll see. A similar size switch. We will see these the screen get larger with these bezels getting smaller. And I think uh, probably look a bit sleeker. Probably have um, yeah. Probably just have better cooling. Maybe a bit more RAM. Like just just small things like that. I don't think it will be a big thing. Something like the DS Lite. Like you will see a th- 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 like things change with the screen. Look, we've seen weirder shit happen. I wouldn't be surprised if mm. you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way around fitting the peripherals. Yeah, they might. Yeah, but it it just um with how how well it all just locks together. I don't think they'll be changing that. There's, mm, or, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll just say, "Hey, fuck it, we've got new Joy Cons too. Buy them." You don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other. thing. I don't thing. think they will. I think they'll keep the Joy Cons the same. Because you can't you can't just go all right, bigger switch, and you've got these like 
Joy Cons on the side. So what if there was a what if there was like a new mold on the sides or something like that that handled the Joy Cons very similarly matter and then they sort of just spread out to hold the Switch. Mm. I mean they could, but I think Nintendo are so proud of just these the controllers that just come off. I don't think they'll want to. I mean, they'd still do the same thing. It's just they'd have a bit of a mold on the side so that the original Joy-Cons could fit. They could, like your case. That's what you're saying. Yes, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it's possible. It is possible. Like I think, I think, it, I think, just in the end, it's it's hard to predict what they're going to do because we've been saying, oh, what could they possibly innovate? You know, and they've managed to find ways around that before with particular models, especially mm. the DS. And well, what what would you like to see in a new Switch to make you buy it? Just pretty much what I mentioned. What you said, you you want a bigger one? Uh, if it's if it's going to make the internal cooling and stuff a bit better, yeah, sure. Mm. Um, those things run hot. Yeah, they do. Like, I like I I haven't really uh. I know we've been through a summer already, but I'm not looking forward to like a couple of years on when summer comes along and that Switch is getting a little bit old and then hitting the summer with like the newest, hottest game <laughs> and then it just like melting in my hands. Like uh, I don't I don't know how long. It's not in your hands that's the problem. It's when it's in the dock, that's when it's going to melt. It can melt in your hands with the right game. Yeah. Like I think, I think it's just the problem of what, like. What game was it melting in your hands before? Even playing Zelda, mine. I played Zelda for eight hours at a time, dude. Like that alone, that alone. That's when it starts to get hot. You know, okay. you're, you're the type of person that's just like play an hour. Now I can put it on pause and go cook dinner. I'm the type of person that's just <laughs> like I'll cook dinner at six thirty. Bam. You know what I mean? I've still got I've still got another five hours to play this Legend of Zelda. Hey, when I was playing Zelda, I was literally putting it up. I was like, I was literally putting it up next to the stove, not literally, not too close to. The oh, sto- I know, <laughs> not too close to the stove, obviously, but putting it up, playing the Joy Cons just by my side. Oh, I've got to stir my stir fry, stir it, go back to Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But like, I I just feel like um, I don't know when I, when I get on the Switch, I know that it's like a very you can pause it put it in sleep buzz off I don't do that a lot I do like it for that reason but you just you just play all day like if I want to sit down and have a gaming session I sit down and have a damn gaming session <laughs> like unless it's unless it's something I can put down really easily or you know Fortnite or something like that you know I was supposed to bring my Switch around so I could show you the dog thing too but I forgot oh, the dog thing you should have shown me the dog thing the dog thing you want a pet dog on your back I do want a pet dog on my back. There you go. Um, you know, something like that where I'm just like, oh, I'm playing my Battle Royale game and I jump in and then I get five minutes and somebody hits me in the head with a rock. I don't know. And then I'm just like, cool, all right, well, I'm dead. Uh, fine, I'll, I'll put it in sleep and go do what I need to do. Mm. But if I'm sitting down playing Zelda or something like that, and that's the type of thing that I sink my teeth into and don't let go because I've got Lockjaw. Lockjaw. <laughs> You know, that's just that's just what to do with that. So, mm. I, I think there's, and obviously with the crack, I think everybody's got one infamous crack on their switch somewhere. Don't lie to me. It's all everyone's got one in the same place too. It's just like to like near the power button. Yeah, I, I think it's just the way that the heating's planned out. Have you ever seen a switch opened up? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the way that the heating's planned out. That's that's the other thing, like your bigger model of switch, you you can cover more of an area. 
mm. and stuff like that. If you could keep keep the internal guts relatively the same, but just maybe use a RAM chip with better capacity and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of things you could do with the Switch just to make the general upgrade. But the only thing that's going to help with the cooling ever is by having more of it in it. And if it's not going to fit in that, then they need to go up. Yeah. I don't want it... To, like, personally, I don't want a bigger one. Maybe if they show me a bigger one, I'll go, ooh, I want that. I don't know. I think you'll change but, your mind pretty quickly. Hmm. I know I certainly did with the 3DS. Oh, the 3DS was... The original one was I, way too small, though. I get that. I get that. But I don't feel like I'd be completely averse to... Like, if... Okay. Take this Hit take me. this in a stride, all right? I'll take it in a stride, mate. Here we go. Let's say uh, they come out and they're like, here's the new Switch Excel. Ooh. Uh, here's, take, here's more RAM. I'll take three. Here's more, here's more, here's more RAM. Make that four. <laughs> uh, here's a lot better cooling. You'll, you'll only ever feel this thing heat up to a maximum of uh, maybe 25 degrees. 25? How am I going to cook my fish on this thing if it only gets to 25 degrees? <laughs> anyway... Uh, and not only that but we've removed the bezels from the screen a little bit so ah, good. there's yeah. more of a screen nice uh, the screen is actually better quality oh delicious is it 1080p it is 1080p oh and the only downside my my ladies and gentlemen is that it's a bit bigger oh so the the joy the joy cons don't fit on the side perfectly oh. they're a bit off center but they still work the same as they've ever worked. Can I get bigger Joy-Cons? And then they're just like, no. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> they probably... Like, that's the thing is, like, even if they do do an upgrade, they prob- if, if they don't release bigger Joy-Cons with it, you get bigger Joy-Con- Joy-Cons eventually. I feel like that's that's a given. I just feel like if that's the only downside, that your Joy-Cons don't fit right. Mm. Like, they're off-center by a little bit. I don't think that's a turn-off. Oh, Dude, I can't have off-centered Joy-Cons. Can't have that. I can't. Stop burping into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't. I, I think like, um, I've, I've, I've been very uh, picky in the past, especially with the DS systems as well, uh, about what I invest my money into, even if it's a fucking substantial improvement like the uh, new 3DS was I still have not bought a new 3DS to this day Mm. Um, I bought two yeah (laughs) that's the thing like with this Switch three three what new 3DS's Uh, I guess if you count the new 2DS I was was, oh well you know what I mean they're they're different I bought two two new two two new 2DS's there you go because they had Pokemon stuff on exactly Delicious, and you're going to be adverse to a bigger screen, but like I'm not everything... adverse to it. I just, I just don't think they'll do it. And I, I, I I'm not going to disprove it straight away. I think we'll like right, we'll, we'll we'll end it here. I think they're going to do get rid of these bezels. The screen is going to be bigger. The thing is going to be the same size. They're going to do whatever technical stuff inside to improve the cooling, so we don't we're not get in the cracking and the warping because you can't really have that. That's not a thing that should be happening. And uh, yeah, hopefully just some upgrades, maybe a bit more RAM and a bit more horsepower. I think we not much more, but I think we will see. I think I, I think the issue with these things is is their size. In the end, and it's not because you know, I want a bigger screen. It's because this thing is fucking tiny, 
and there's no way around that when you get down to it. Mm. They can make the components smaller, but then they'd be using completely new hardware. Well, they got a new uh, Tegra um, X2 chip. Maybe that will run cooler if they could like use something like that. That might, but that's still going to be a massive internal upgrade that'll probably be on the on par of like going from a PS4 to a PS4 Pro. Mm. And then it's going to be a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even mind. <laughs> I don't even mind. I don't mind like having a huge switch upgrade. No, I, I don't see the need for a huge switch upgrade. I don't want to see this. I want my Mario Party looking twice the graphic. I really do not want to see this like this trend going into next console generation where everything has to have a pro version. You're definitely going to see it. I don't want to see it. It's the happen. norm now. I hate to tell you. <laughs> the norm? I mean, it's happened for one generation. Yeah, it's got. We will see. We will see. I'm not. We haven't been through multiple generations of it yet. But I swear to God, if it happens, I'm not going to be very happy about it. And if you're going to announce a Pro and you're going to announce a smaller edition console or whatever, fine, announce them together and then people can buy the Pro or people can buy the smaller edition, whatever. Releasing that the Pro and the 1X like four years down the line, you're going to have those consoles for another couple of years before next generation comes out. You spend a shit ton of money just on Xbox this generation. A lot of people are like, oh, why'd you spend... Why'd you uh, spend uh, 1.5 grand on your PC there, Sonny? By the time you bought multiple Xbox consoles or multiple PlayStation consoles, you've paid for a PC. And when you've paid for a PC, you can literally just right, be like... I don't want to hear about your PC chatter. Listen, I don't up. want to hear your PC shut chatter up. here, bros. You go into next generation, you're like, I replace one part for 500 bucks. There you go. Instead of buying a normal edition console, and exactly waiting four years for a fucking pro console. Exactly, you spend one, you spend five hundred bucks on one part, and you spend five hundred bucks just going from the normal PlayStation to the PS4 Pro, where you trade in the original PlayStation and you get your money back, and you, it's only like a couple hundred dollars upgrade. You're not <laughs> seeing my point here, are you? I'm seeing your point. You're not seeing my point. It's just... It's the same th- same reason, to bring it back to a Nintendo standpoint, it's the same fucking reason that I haven't bought a new 3DS because they're like, we're going to make exclusive games on it. That's horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking horse shit. Especially the um, Super Nintendo games being exclusive to it. You want to... That's like, there's no reason for that. There's no power reason. Prime, prime example on the main systems, PUBG. You would not play that on normal Xbox One because it won't run on the fucking thing, but it's it's not Xbox One exclusive, sure. You'll be running at 15 FPS. Play it, Buy an Xbox One X to play this game in perfect crisp quality like you want to be playing it. That's bullshit, and that shouldn't be happening. But you know what isn't bullshit, Bryce? And it's completely fair. Super Mario Party. So, just before I we... I knew this was going to be a segue. Yeah, well, we've got to get you off the fucking PUBG. We're not talking PUBG at the house of Mario Bros. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus. I was talking... It was a, it was a contextual thing. Move on. <laughs> so, fuck now. <laughs> this is going to suck this part. Uh, so, we, we, Here we, at the house of Mario, we had parties. We do have parties. We have Super Mario parties. Cool. So, we, we, Bryce and I have sat down for about an hour to play a, a game of Super Mario Party on the... Uh, what board? What was it called? The, the front one. 
Don't no domin. Was it Fomps? Domino. The Swamp. Swamp. The Swamp. Thwomp. Thwomp. There you go. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. I can't remember what the map is called. I'm sorry. It's yeah. I don't know. It has three words in it. It's Swamp something. So it's definitely Mario Party. To start off with. And I think I think it's uh, one of the better Mario Parties that's come out in the last. It is probably probably the, probably the best Mario Party since Mario Party Four. Mm. And this is the first Mario Party I've actually bought too, because since the uh, GameCube games, there's been no other ones that have interested me. So I've never actually went out and bought them. But no, yeah. Mm. Look, it 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 cuts back the bullshit, and it goes, "Here's Mario Party," and you move on with that, right? Yeah. Um. So the we only played an hour today because only one of us bought a copy. Because I'm not totally convinced. Um, I'm a little bit more convinced now, which is great. I'm glad that everything could be played with just one Joy-Con. Um, makes splitting up the controls easy. Uh, well, you can only play with Joy-Cons, can't you? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like you can get, you can have a set of Joy-Con that you got with your Switch. You buy a second set of Joy-Cons that's four players, and it's comfortable four player. It's not Mario Kart four player where everybody's t- playing on this tiny controller. You're trying to drift on your bloody iPhone volume controls. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's comfortable because the game's centred around it. They're pretty simple and they're not like overly exertive mm. uh, on the uh, on the button play or anything like that. They, like the motion controls are there, they're present and stuff like that. And it, it's it's pretty good overall. Um, so we only played... Uh, we, got our, we got our one hour impression because we only played an hour today because unfortunately we don't have much more time than that. Um, we played one ten round match um, of the party mode. Mm. It was good fun. It was fun. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, Mario Party bullshit. Yeah, just typical Mario Party. Like you, you were going on about. It. Like I don't know, what did you expect? <laughs> what did you? Oh, like it was. It was a mess from start to finish. In 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 <laughs> both a good way and a bad way. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so. Basically, at the very start of the game, Wario, who was just the uh, who was just a PC player, he was the shit kicker of the entire match. The first he, for the first two ra- for the first two moves out of ten, he didn't move. He didn't move. Then he got like one. Then the next time we got one. Yep. And we were just laughing at, at him at the start. And uh, we were playing. So I was playing as Yoshi. You were Rosalina, and there was a computer Daisy and a, comp- a computer Wario. And at, at first... Hang on, let me just iterate this. First five turns, he only moved six spaces. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's all that needed to be said. And Daisy, she she went off. She went and got uh, a, the first star. I went and got the second star. Daisy got the uh, star after that. The then first it, two stars were stolen out from underneath me. I was literally a space away from them. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, he triggered the uh, the bloody boulder that pushed you right back. Mm. Yep. Anyway, move on. Oh, yeah. And basically, Wario was having an awful time. And at the very end, he landed on a uh, a clover patch, which was like a, a lucky square. And he rolled and he stole... Daisy's star. Daisy's ally. Oh, ally. That's right, yeah. Stole her ally. So she had a Cooper with her. And at, like, it was at the very end, like literally... Turn turn ten. Turn ten. And we're like, oh whatever, he sold he sold Daisy's ally or whatever. And we get to the end ceremony and so like, alright, these are the two bonus stars. Uh 
the one who's coming last, here you go, Wario. The one who had the most allies. No, the one who moved the least. Moved the least. Okay, yeah. Here's Wario. It was Wario. He then- moved six spaces in five turns. <laughs> then, uh, here's, the, here's the one who brought the most allies, and he literally stole the very last... An ally on the last turn. Last turn of the very so end of the game. So he got that star. And he... How did he get the other star? Oh, he he was going that badly that he got... He got the hidden block card thing. Hidden block card. So he, if he was lucky, he gets a star out of it. He, he got he, lucky. He got lucky and got the star. So he ends up... He w- did not earn a single star that entire match. And he, he won the game. He won the game. <laughs> He did not buy one. He hardly won any mini games. He didn't even get close to one. No, he never even got close. I, I won maybe sixty to seventy percent of them, the mini games. Mm. I had a whole stash, like ninety odd coins. I managed to stag one, snag one star in turn nine, and then steal a star in turn nine which was great. I had two and I was on par and in the runnings like I deserved to be after winning all those mini games. Yeah. And then I it was just it was so so friggin' surreal because it's like turn 8, 7 or 8 or something like that and Toad's just like, "Oh, let's ask the thwomp. Who's going to win the game?" And he's just like, "I have a hunch it's Wario." So Wario gets this card. He plays that card. He gets the star he has a chance for. And then he gets both the stars at the end of the thing. <laughs> and the th- the end of the thing, it was literally for the worst performing possible rewards. So the least moves, and what was the uh, the ally one? Yes. Yeah, who, who had the most allies? Yeah. And he stole that literally at the very end. He won. He won by a whole star. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I'm like, oh, just... I, I, I just expected it. I didn't expect any less. No, no, no. Look, I, I was peeved because I was performing so well but getting undercut so hard. <laughs> and then I finally made it on par and then Wario, who was in last place for eight out of ten turns of the game, he didn't move any more than six spaces in the first turn but somehow ended up placing first. Well, haven't you heard of Tortoise and the Hare? Don't make that joke here. <laughs> This was not a tortoise in the hair <laughs> moment. This was just bullshit. Because Wario cut himself short twice in the beginning because he decided, in case in case uh, you're not caught up with it, every character has their own unique dice. Um, so they all get sort of like their own special ability in that sense. His is he can roll high numbers or he loses coins. So he lost lost coins twice and then he rolled a one. And that was the first move was on turn three. <laughs> he rolled a five after that. Uh, wait. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember what he, what he rolled. Doesn't really matter. Remember. But in yeah, within the first five turns, he moved six spaces. So, I, it was it was bullshit. I I, I I I after the match I was just like right now I know I'm not playing ten turn Mario Party games ever again. Or do you reckon twenty turn would? Fix 20, that twenty to thirty turn, sure, sure. Master two hour. I don't think I got. I don't think I even got around half of that board in those ten turns because I got sent back so much by bullshit. Mm, actually, didn't know. No, I made it around half that board. That's it. Daisy made it around twice though. No, she didn't. She made it around once. 
Well, she got she kept running herself in circles. That's right, at the end. <laughs> she kept running herself in circles. So um, I only made it around half the board in 10 turns. And that's because I kept triggering traps and bullshit happening. And it wasn't, wasn't a hell of a lot of fun. Um, but I just feel like if you're going to play a game, if you're going to play a game of this Mario Party, it needs to be a minimum of 20 turns. Because otherwise you don't really get to do much. And then like, if you... If you perform really well and you're doing really really well at the game, then you have more of an opportunity to earn stars. Wario did nothing the entire game within that ten turns, pretty much, and he won. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. This is so dumb. Like then that's bull. What did you think of the actual mini games? Not oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a classic mario party just some just use the good stick. mario party not yeah. bullshit mario yeah party. some just use the stick some use the motion controls i quite like um how they use the joy con yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah um it's just yeah i i think it's just uh more akin to home mario party for me which is nintendo 64 and all that yeah sort of um, going back to i feel like maybe they stripped back some things a bit too much hmm could be just me it could be just me i've only played the one round so far but um i feel like when you look at mario party i think i know that you know bowser's an option like he's he's a character option in this game and stuff like that but landing on a bowser square in mario mario party 64 games and stuff like that it was such a big deal you're like oh shit what's gonna happen it's like oh he's gonna give me one million coins and then he just like jumps off you're like oh he didn't give me anything. Yeah. You know, he just... There was there was a bit of an element with Bowser in there. They replaced Bowser with Kamek kind of in here. I don't feel it grabs me the same way, maybe. Mm. Um, but overall, like, at least it feels like Mario Party that I know now, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't You're know... not riding in the car all together and just yeah. crap like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know... I don't know where they were where they were going with any of that, honestly. They kind of just Mario Party went down a massive drain for ages and like I don't know I don't know what drove them so far into that pit that they just couldn't get out of it and then up until now. Did did Nintendo make a wit like summon a demon and make a soul sacrifice or something? Because most of the games that are coming out now are pretty decent. Hmm. Um, they must have, and it's, they must have. <laughs> be, must be the reason. And I mean, it, it's it's bringing back it's bringing back some series that we were, you know, that were kind of almost dust to time. Hmm. Um, you well, know, Mario Party is one of the biggest ones, which is almost out, like out the window. Really, it's had what 12, 13, maybe fourteen games in the series now. Hmm. That's a lot of games, and like probably about fifty percent of them were not played. No, no. Um, just uh, I'll, I'll just go on about the uh, couple of other, the other modes I played. Yeah, um, we just played the classic Mario Party, but uh, River Survival. So you're all basically you're all together in a in a, a boat together, and you sort of you're trying to hit the balloons and dodge the terrain and that. In between, you're playing mini games, and you, what I like about this is you're all working together, and the mini games also are basically you guys working together to try and get more time so you can have enough time to get to the end. Right. I really liked it. I only played with uh, CPU, so I didn't have like a heap of fun. I was just playing, playing it to get the idea of what it was. But I liked it. I think it'll be a fair bit of fun. Sort of, you got four people and you're all sort of trying to work together to paddle this boat <laughs> and not hit things. 
Um, and Soundstage, it puts all the mini games as a, like, a, it makes them all to like a rhythm game. Yep. Which I, I really liked because I love rhythm games and I think this would be a lot of fun as well playing uh, with four people as well. I think like a lot of the modes, I feel like it adds enough variety instead of just doing, if you don't feel like just doing the board games. Uh-huh, yeah. And I haven't had a chance yet to play online, but from what I've heard, it's pretty pretty bare bones, I think. Pretty bare bones. Which is a shame too because yeah, if you're paying for it, you sort of want it to be a bit up to scratch. But Look, I know that, I know that people... Uh... I know that people really want like a online capable Mario Party. I'm just not sure it'll work really well. I mm. feel like I feel like there's a bunch of games in Mario Party that are sort of Twitch reactive. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's 100% necessary. And also disconnecting from an online session sucks, and it does happen, and it could completely ruin your game of Mario Party. Yeah, like 40 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, just thinking of it from that perspective, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um. I can see why they didn't, but it would be it would be awesome to have just voice chat on and do four. Oh, play- for real, yeah. Because like a lot of these games, like people playing like Destiny Two and that, like the game is just in the background. You, you're there to just talk to your mates. Exactly. And yeah. Having Mario Party would be one of the most ideal things to do that, but it'd ruin friendships. <laughs> it really would. It's a friendship ruiner. It has that. It has that stigma around it. Mm. If that warrior was a real person, oh boy, I'd punch him in the arm. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't me. <laughs> it was. It was just the biggest. Oh, it's bullshit. I don't need to say any more about that. So that that's your end statement. It's bullshit. No, uh, my my initial thought summary is: look, it, it's it's a Mario Party that's returning true to form, and I really like that. Um, however, I feel like ten term games in this Mario Party are not enough to determine an actual game i feel like you need to play a minimum of 20 we have to get some more people over and actually do a longer game yeah look uh i agree with that too i think um i think uh having a like a room with four people and then playing a two-hour mario party match or something like that i think that's fine i just don't think that um i don't think that 10 turns is enough for me and it just it could be a lack of like what's placed on the map or where things are placed on the map but it doesn't feel as plentiful as it was doing 10 turn games in older Mario parties mm. which always seem to have something going on all the time well, well we'll figure it out over the years I guess we're not going to be we're going to be playing this game for a while yet yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah alright guys thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario episode 66 uh, you can find me at iDruby where can they find you on they Twitter. can find me at IV Riven. <laughs> you can find the podcast at The House of Mario. Uh, as of today, we're actually on Spotify. So if you prefer to listen to your podcast on Spotify, Ooh. yeah, like they've opened up the floodgates. Everyone's going in. Open up the floodgates. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are a part of the AB Collective. 10 podcasts, 22 podcasts come together to put some cool podcasts in your ear holes. And podcasting. Podcasting. And this week's Nintendo Jukebox is by the Replay Bros. And it is a Pokemon remix of Battle vs. Trainer. Oh, cool. Which is one of my favorite nice. tracks from a video game. So, always love to train a battle music in Pokemon. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. God, I am dying. Falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been an hour and a half conversation. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright guys, we'll see you next week and take care. See you, bye.